Here's Jean. to a solo tonight, uh, a brave man who is, uh, once again, the victim of the technological culture in which we live. We'd like to salute uh, Hank Tidwell, the 16-year-old Hank Tidwell. He lives in Melbourne, Florida. Got into his automobile in the neighboring town of Indialantic, Florida, and uh, found that it would only go in reverse. So he drove it home to Melbourne that way, through five miles of congested traffic on busy streets and highways and across the famous Melbourne Causeway. Uh, once, said Mr. Tidwell, 16, once there was this lady driving behind me, uh, or, uh, in front of me. Well, you know, and her expression was that she just couldn't believe what she was seeing. She'd look in the rear few minutes. She was, I must have made the day for people all along the causeway. They were pointing and laughing. A Melbourne police officer, A.J. Bruneau, didn't think it was funny. He spotted Mr. Tidwell's car facing the wrong way at the intersection of U.S. 1. Well, the car would only go backwards. So that's the way I went, Mr. Tidwell explained. But the uh, officer gave him a ticket anyway. For And we give, uh, you know what he wrote on the ticket? Improper backing. Well, I want to tell you, I, I mean, you know, uh, anybody who's ever had his time with cars has had little incidents like this. Of course, you, you you know, I think a lot of people only have owned new cars in their days. You know? Or rented Hertz cars and stuff like that. They don't know what can happen in a car. And uh, I, one of the worst experiences I ever had was very closely allied to that, uh, to Mr. Tidwell's experience. And so, uh, hearing this, you know, little bells went off. <laughs> I'll never forget it. One night, <laughs> I had this car, see, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I had worked over every inch of this car. I really loved it. It had on the uh, on the speedometer, of course, uh, the, it, there are people, I guess, who believe in speedometers, but uh, I did at the time. It had on this, the speedometer about 59,000 miles. I remember when I got it, see, I figured, well, 59,000 miles. Why? That car's just broken in. It's just broken in. Of course, what I did not know at the time I later learned when my friend Paswinski took the differential out because of a problem I had with the differential with the smoke coming out of the back one time. Have you ever had a differential catch on fire? Well, that's what happened with this one. Yeah, actually, a differential caught on fire, so the smoke's coming out one day and uh, out of the back. I thought, you know, I, I figured it was, the, it was the exhaust, but it wasn't at all. It was the differential that was burning, and uh, it wasn't really burning. It was making a, a blue smoke, you know, the kind of smoke you hear, you smell when the insulation is burning, that kind of smoke. So uh, I drove into Frank's shell station, old Frank Paswinski. See, his old buddy of mine went to school with me, and I said, Hey, Frank, what the hell is the matter with the back end? We put it up on the lift, see. And I said to Frank, uh, 
Uh, what's uh, what's the what's the what's the what's the smoke, Frank? Frank says, "My God!" He says, "You do you, you, you take a look at this thing?" And I said, "What's the matter, Frank?" He says, "He says you don't even have no differential left." He said, "How this thing been running?" I said, well, I don't know, Frank. I just come home here with it. There's this smoke coming out of the back. I said, it's making a grinding sound back. It sounded like, you know, grinding tobacco or something, or grinding uh, coffee or something in the back, but they, it worked. He said, I don't see how it could. You ain't got no differential left. What you got is a case there, and it's filled with powdered metal. That's my differential. So uh, I said, geez, how's that happen, Frank? He said, well, how many miles this thing got on it? I said, well, Frank, it's got 59,000 miles. He said, oh, you're kidding. Come on now, man. That 59,000 miles. This car had 59,000 miles on it 10 years ago. I said, watch what it says, Frank. He said, I'll tell you, from an educated guess, this car has gone around the circuit twice. I said, what do you mean around the circuit? What's that mean? He says, the, the, the speedometer has turned 100,000 twice. I said, you mean this car's got 259,000 miles? It's got as much miles as from here to the moon? He said, well, I see maybe 40 or 50 miles short of that. You could have driven to the moon in this thing. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> you learn about these things, see. So, so uh, at that point, you know, you, I, 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 I had my choice. So Frank said, listen, he said, I can go out. He said, I'll go to the junkyard. And he said, I'll get you a... I'll get you differentially. He said, cost you maybe ten, twelve dollars at the junkyard. He said, but I'll have to put. Uh, he said, I'll put Amos on it. And he said, take Amos and me about uh, three or four hours to put it in. He said, unless you want to put it in yourself, it's cost you about uh, twenty-five, thirty dollars for a new differential. I'll put the differential in. So I figured, you know, I went home and I said to myself, well, uh, I uh, it'll only take that differential. See, and the car will be like new then. This is one of the great myths of all times. When you've got a rotten clunker to think that by fixing the thing that has just gone wrong with it, that your car is fixed, forget it. Well, I decided the wrong way. See, I saw, I said, well, all right, I'll have Frank fix the differential. So he fixed the differential. Well, the only thing that the differential did, it stopped the smoke. It didn't smoke in the back any longer, but it still continued to grind. So, <laughs> you know, I could hear that grinding in the back there. So I, I, I drove it back to the to the station. I said, Frank, it's still making that grinding noise in the back. And Frank says, Well, you mean that noise like that, like it's grinding coffee? I said, Yeah, that noise. He said, Well, I wasn't the differential doing that. I said, Well, I thought that was a differential. He said, No, 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 no. That's your drive shaft. Your drive shaft's out of line. You got bad bearings back there. Well, how come you didn't tell me? He said, well, I can't tell you everything. You know that. I told you that 259,000 miles out are better. He said, you don't expect to have your bearings last forever, do you? I said, you mean I need new bearings in the drive shaft? He said, you need a new drive shaft. <laughs> well, at that point, I decided I had to, you know, I had embarked on a lifelong, a lifelong project. So I, I decided I was going to do my own work from that time on. Well, of course, you realize that when you're keeping a car that's had 18 owners in operation, that has 259,000 miles on it, you have to give up a lot of your social life. You give up almost every possible kind of life you have, you know, just keeping that damn car running. So every night, I'd get out there and I'd start working on the car. Well, I got so I loved working on it, you know. I, I, I worked on this car for about seven, eight months. I put in a new new set of bearings on the drive shaft, and, and I had Frank work over the drive shaft. I put in, you know what, I even put in, I put in new rings. 
But on this one night, you know, I had spent about six months working on a car, and it was a place in town that opened up. I, I wonder whether they opened up here in town. They do quickie paint jobs on cars. You ever seen those places? Huh? Quickie paint jobs. They didn't call them that, but that's what the, all the boys used to call them. And they, they would do a paint job on your car for $39. You could get a complete paint job, see? So I went down to this paint place. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I had this nice color. It was a nice, dark, blue, metallic car, and it was kind of distinguished-looking. You know, it was great. And uh, so I went down to the paint place, and the paint was coming off in sheets. So I said, i got to get this baby painted. They, they had ads all over the papers, you know, come down and you can get your car painted in four hours. For, for And it's a baked-down finish. Do you remember that? Baked-down finish. Four hours. Baked-down finish. And it's only $39.95. It's a, we'll take all, ki- all cars, all cars with a fantastic collection of factory paint paint colors. So I went down to the to this place. And there were a lot of guys down there. And they, and they took the cars in. Did you ever go to one of these places? They took the cars in in a long line, like a, like a car wash. And they actually painted the cars. And they had this big oven in there. You know, you, they drive your car in and, and bake the paint on, see? So I sat down with the guy. I had my thirty nine ninety five, and I put out the dough. And he says, all right, now. He said, now, let's see. Let's take a look at the car. So, yeah, yeah, 49 part. Okay. He said, uh, and what color do you want? And I said, well, uh, you know, I, I was thinking kind of getting an original an original color, you know, that they had on the 49 Ford. Oh, he said, very smart, very smart, because that'll aid you when you trade that car in. You'll make it look like a new car. He said, all right, let's see, 49 Ford, 49 Ford. And he takes out this big catalog. So he had all these cars. 49 Ford, let's see, we've got Hudson Terraplane. Studebaker Hawk, Hudson Ford Whippet. Yes. Nash Super Six. Let's see. Uh, Willie's Knight. Oh, it's a 49 Ford. Uh, hey, uh, Aki, you got the 49 Ford book. So Aki brings in the other book, and he says, at that, I should have suspected. See, he takes the other book down. 49 Ford. Oh, yes, 49 Ford. Let's see. They had a Montevideo, Montevideo Blue. I guess that's what you got, a Montevideo Blue. Uh, well, how about a Buyer California Green? That's kind of nice. I said, what's that? He said, Buyer California Green, number 7226SJ7. Here it is, right here. Here, take a look at this. This is the way it's going to look, right here. Well, he had a picture, a paint patch in this catalog. You know, they had, like, paint patches. Oh, it's a beautiful green. Gee, you know, it just looked great. That's a Buyer, 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 Buyer California Green. Beautiful green. It's authentic green fan on the 49 Ford. Is that what you like? I said, well, I don't want one of them metallic paint jobs, you know, because they peel off. That's very smart. Them metallic paint jobs peel off. Yes, of course. All right. Fly uh, California. Hey, Aki, that, uh, that green, uh, that blue job over there, that 49 Ford, we're going to do it in Fly California. It's number 6SJ7 GT. All right. Okay. All right, kid. He says, come on back tomorrow at noon. We'll have your car ready. Well, I was all excited. Have you ever had a car painted? Oh, I was all excited, you know, because it's like getting a new car. So, I, you know, I'm all excited. So the next day, <laughs> I go back to this place, at a quickie paint job place. See? <laughs> and they had this great big shop. Fantastic. It looked like an airplane hangar. And uh, they had this big parking lot outside with the gravel. 
And there must have been, you know, 50 cars out there that they had painted, and the various owners, various victims, you know, were coming to get their car. So uh, I, I go into the office, and I said, uh, I had the 4940. He said, ah, it's 4940, of course. Yeah, it's a little trouble, that car. 4940, I thought, well, you know. Yeah, it's 4940. He said, you know, of course, we had trouble putting... Uh, uh, by, uh, you you picked up green, I believe, according to the note here. It's uh, Badger Baya. It's a Baya, California green. Well, it was a little trouble uh, putting that on with the blue, but uh, it's all right. That turned out beautiful. Uh, very good. Well, all right. Thank you. Here's uh, your car's number 422 on the lot. Tell the boy that uh, it's all set here to give him the slip. So I go out in the lot, and uh, I hand the guy the slip. And uh, he had a little office, one of these little glass offices out there. And I give him the slip, and he says, uh, that'll be $27.50. What's, what do you mean, $27.50? I already paid you. $39.95. Oh, yes, but that, uh, you asked for a special paint job. What's, what do you mean, a special paint job? I, 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 I sat down with a guy in the back there, and, he, and we, we looked at the books. He says, yes, but uh, that $39.95 does not cover special paint jobs, and you asked for a number 72266SJ7GT. Well, that's a special paint. We had to mix that up with special paint. We, uh, that's a, that's a, that's twenty-two fifty extra. Twenty-two fifty extra. Yeah, sorry. You asked for that paint. I said, but he didn't tell me in there. We didn't ask him. Oh my God. So here it is. You know, the car is ready. I, I've got a big date. See, I've I've made this big date. Me and my kid brother are double dating tonight in the car. It's going to be real shreddy clean. You know, Randy's got a date with this chick named Betty. I ever tell you about the, the girl my brother was dating, Betty Schmidt? I'll have to tell you about her some night. So he's got a date with Betty Schmidt, you know? <laughs> and I'm going out with Alice Longnecker. That was another winner. So the two of us, you know, we're all set for a big date tonight. I've got the car. So I, 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 I don't have any money on it. You know, 2250 you don't whip out of your pocket real cool, easy like that. See, so I, you know, I, I immediately rushed the phone. I call up my kid brother, see? I said, hey, Randy. He said, what? I said, oh, they, they got me down there. It's twenty two fifty extra for the car, so I don't get the car today. He said, twenty two fifty. What do you mean? I said, it's twenty two fifty extra because I picked a, a, a some kind of a special paint job. It's what kind of a nut are you? What do you mean? Why don't you find out? I said, Randy, I'm sorry. I, I got to have twenty two fifty. Don't argue with me now. For God's sake, uh, ask ask somebody. You got any money? He said, well, all I got is nine dollars. I said, well, Randy, bring the $9, call up Schwartz, and uh, ask Mom if she's got any money around the house. i got to get the car out. All right. So he hangs up, and about half an hour later, I see my kid brother getting out of a bus down at the corner. That bus stopped right there. So he gets out of the bus, and he's looking real mad. And he comes over, and he says, oh, boy. He says, here, here's your twenty-two fifty. Now I'm broke. It's $9. I got $7 from Schwartz. I got some from... From 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 the old lady, and now you know what am I going to do tonight on a date? I said I don't know, Rand. We got to get some money. We'll get some money. Let's got to get the car first. So he hands me the twenty-two dollars and fifty cents. He had two tens and a fifty-cent piece. Well, you know, so I grabbed the whole of the money. Now runs over. I runs over to this guy, see, and he says, uh, uh, "Yes, sir, twenty-two fifty. All right, uh, okay." So, so here's your keys, and he tosses me the keys, and he goes. You know, he stamps the things paid. <laughs> so now I got a, you know, I got a receipt that says I have been taken for about 60 bucks for a paint job. And it says paid in full. 
So now I go to the lot itself. See, this little, this little glass house has been out in front of the lot. Remember now, friends, I have not yet actually seen any of the real cars. They're inside of this big wire chicken fence with big signs all over. It says, uh, Special Quickie Paint Jobs. So I go through the wire fence, and there's a lot of guys running around. You know, the kind of guys that bash your grill in at parking lots. You know, the kind of guys that drive your car. So I hand this guy my slip and the number, my car's number 422, with the keys. He said, all right, 422. Hey, Max, 422 back there. It's the green one. Well, you know, I've, you know I, I, I'm waiting. And I hear this cloud of, you know, I see this big cloud of, this guy in the back lot, you know, he's roaring around with my new used transmission. And, uh, you know, I can just feel, I can feel I'm tearing the guts out of my, my bearings on my drive shaft. Well, he drives up with his car, and I said, that's not my car. He says, it's 422, ain't it? I says, yeah, but it's a 49 Ford, right? I can't believe it. My color, my car is pickle-colored. It was, an, I, it was a color of a pickle. Well, have you ever eaten, you know, have you, have you, had, have you had pickles recently? You know what pickles are colored? Well, if you can imagine a pickle with four wheels on it, my car was pickle colored. It was one of the worst colors I ever saw in my life. And my, my brother is standing there. He drives up, and it's shiny. It's real shiny. You know, it's a new paint job, but it's pickle colored. And my kid brother says, you paid 60 bucks for a pickle. That looks like a pickle. I said, well, gee, Randy, that's buy a California buy a green. He says, that's goat vomit green. That's, that, that's goat vomit green. It's, it looks like a pickle. I said, you know, I said, gee, it's, it's, look how shiny it is. It looks real great, you know. And Randy says, oh, what a color. Oh, my God. I, I, I had a sinking sensation in my gut. I mean, what do you do? It's 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 done, you know. I paid for it, and I've got a a pickle colored car. So we get into the car, and and you could smell it. Oh, it's fantastic! Have you ever been in an apartment that they have painted with cheap paint? And you know that overpowering smell it makes your eyes water and makes your nose hurt inside. I want to tell you. My Ford smelled like the inside of a paint factory, the kind of paint factory that turns out $1.59 a gallon paint, that real crappy paint color. And it smelled like it was like something had died in it. It was a fantastic smell. So we got in the car. <laughs> and, 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 and it was then, you know, that I began to understand about cheapy places I start to drive out when I notice I can't really see. I can't figure out what the hell's wrong with the car. See, well, it was then that I noticed that there was a fine spray of paint over my windshield. It was a very fine spray. It was so fine, you couldn't actually see it. But it made it so that it was like you're looking through a faint haze, actually. So I get out of the car, and Randy says, you got paint all over you. What the? I says, Randy, come on, quit griping and help me get the damn stuff off. So he gets, you know, he gets out his pocket knife, and I run around the back, open the trunk. Then I see what they've done in the trunk. Well, you know, you got a trunk in your car, right? 
And you know, you know, when you put your trunk down, well, the paint, apparently, when they sprayed it on, had gone under the trunk, and now the rubber in the back of the, pa- in the car has got all these big blobs of this, uh, this pickle-colored paint all over the back, see? <laughs> and I can't get the trunk open on top of it. I open the trunk, it sticks, see? It was tacky, see? And I pull it up like that. Oh, God. And I'm looking for something to scrape, see? So I reached down, and I had this little tool case that I bought at, at, the, at the Pep Boys, you know, a little tool case, and it had an ice scraper in it. So I got the ice scraper on I run out, and I start scraping my windshield, see? And I'm out in front of the cheapy, quickie paint joint. So I'm scraping the paint off, see? And I'm really disgusted. I get the paint off the front, and I finally get in the car, because we start driving down the street. Then I notice it's on the back window. I can't see out of the mirror. So we get up, and we start scraping it off the back. All the while, my kid goes, oh, my God. What the, What did you pick this color for? Well, you know, people hardly ever want to admit when they've made a mistake. I mean, have you ever bought something really crummy? And you don't want to admit you did it. You know, that you've been taken and that have been retaken, and they took you and squeezed you like a lemon. You know, believe me, a guy that's been taken by a flim-flam never wants to admit he's been taken by a flim-flam. He always figures, you know, he has to defend his honor. So I said to Randy, I says, what's the matter with this color? I said, this is a very unusual color. He says, it certainly is. I said, well, this is Baya California Green. This is an original Ford color. He says, original Ford color. He says, Ford Ford would, would get sued if they turned out a car like this. It's an obscene color. It's obscene. I said, I like it. I like it. I think it's real nice. I like it. <laughs> I'm defending I like it. So we drive home. We get in front of the house. And my mother, of course, has been expecting it. You know, I've been talking about getting the car painted for about, you know, three months. It's a big day. And so uh, she comes out on the front porch, and she looks at the car, and she just didn't say anything. It's a terrible moment. She just said, oh, that's very nice. So, yeah, it's a Baya California Queen, Ma. It's very nice. Really nice. What's that funny smell? I said, well, <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's like, it's, that's a new car smell, Ma. I tried to pretend it smelled like a new car. It smelled like a new car, about like the dumps. You know, like the, you could smell terrible, smell Oh, it smells like turpentine, you know, all that crud. Well, anyway, I cleaned it out. I vacuumed the car out. I was really proud of it, saying. So now it's about 5 o'clock, and me and the kid brother, Randy, gets in. And, you know, that's one of the great things. You never talk about, uh, I never, at least I never talk about, uh, you know, the, one of the great things about having a brother almost your same age if you can always double date and stuff, you have a great thing going, see? So me and my kid brother, we double date a lot. So I get in the front of the car, see, and Randy gets, he's all dressed up, see, he's got his new blue suit on, you know, and I'm all dressed. So we go on driving down, and we pick up this Betty Schmidt. Well, Betty was a funny little chick, you know, she had buck teeth. And uh, we drive out, and Betty comes down the steps of her house. See, I tooted the horn, ah, you know. She comes running down, uh, she stops, and she starts to laugh. <laughs> she's laughing she's down there laughing and Randy gets out of the car he walks up to her and you know they're both laughing away and I'm sitting in the car he bucked and she gets in she sits in the back you know Randy gets in the back seat you know with her and, and, and they're both laughing like hell and I, I and I, oh, I'm really you know I'm really embarrassed she says she says uh, what, what did you say the, the name of this collar is she says you got your car painted didn't you? and I said yeah I sure did it's great isn't it <laughs> it's very pretty she says, uh, what, what color is he call us? 
I said, it's a Bayer California Green. She said, oh, boy, that's really pretty. She said, that's really some car. You can't help but see it, can you? She says, you put that on a hot dog, you know, with with, uh, with a little mustard on the top. and <laughs> It was honest to God, pickle colored. Well, I picked up Alice Longnecker. And uh, here's where the Tidwell problem comes in. And I, and, I, and I honestly, I honestly feel for Tidwell driving home in reverse. Now, I want to tell you before we go any further, one of the first things that happens with a car that you've had that's had a lot of mileage on it is you have transmission trouble. Have any of you ever had transmission trouble? I mean, transmission trouble strikes terror into the heart of any driver. I mean, it's like saying cancer to other people, you know. <laughs> transmission trouble. Now, I had only had, now this is the key of this, the story, I had only had intermittent transmission trouble. Now, that's the worst kind to have. If you have real trouble, you get it fixed. Intermittent trouble, no way. Now, what I had done with this car, it had a, a shift on the on the steering wheel, you know, you can shift on, you know, the regular sh- steering wheel shift. Well, because I was right in, I was right in the middle of my uh, racing bag, and I had taken the, 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 the shift on the steering wheel off, and uh, at a fantastic struggle, and buying the uh, conversion kit down at the Ford Company, I had to buy an original conversion kit, which cost me an arm and a leg. I converted it to on-the-floor transmission. So I had this transmission, you know, the, the on-the-floor thing, see? So I could shift it, you know, just like a, you know, like a real, uh, you know, like a real, real hot dog. So I had this shift. So anyway, I was really proud of this thing. And now it was pickle-colored. It was the only pickle-colored car, in, as far as I know, in the entire neighborhood. So the night that we went out on this first date, this brand spanking new paint job, I picked up Betty Schmidt. She's laughing like hell. My kid brother's sitting there, you know, and everybody started chuckling away. And we're all dressed up. See, we're going into the Loop in Chicago. In fact, we were going to the State Lake Theater where they had this big stage show, see. And, uh, you know, we were going to have a night. And we're all dressed up. You could smell the turpentine in the car. And the Betty's complaining already. She's getting a headache from the turpentine. So I had to open the windows, blow the stink out of the car. And uh, Alice Longnecker. I have to explain Alice Longnecker. And as you probably know, in in all of your, your life experience, You've known certain very elegant, fastidious people. There's certain people, no matter what their background is, they, they grow up and they're very, very elegant, fastidious. Well, Alice Longnecker was an extremely elegant, fastidious girl. And she's sitting on the front seat next to me in this pickle-colored car. And she's very silent. Well, of course, you know, with the turpentine smell and all the rest of it, see... But we are brazening it out. Me and my kid brother, so we go, a little merriment begins to set in, everybody's laughing, we're on our way to the State Lake. Well, now the State Lake had a parking lot. I'm right in the middle of the loop. You got the scene? Right in the middle of the loop. We come out of the show. I have parked the car in this parking lot. 12,000 people are coming out of the, out of the show all at once. You know, they're all in a line going out on the road. Shepard gets into his car turns the key on, wow, big cloud of blue smoke. After all, let's face it, uh, my, my, my car burnt, well, I actually burnt more oil, more oil than it burnt gas. I would get about, oh, I would get about four miles to the quart of oil. 
roughly. So I carried a five-gallon can of oil with me all the time. I just pour oil in that thing. So blah, blue smoke. Well, we start to edge down the driveway with thousands of cars behind me, thousands of cars ahead of me. When I shift into, I, it's in first, see. I shift into second at the gear shift knob. The gear shift lever comes right out of the floor. Comes right out. I'm holding it up. And I look down in the floor, and I see, and, and, and <laughs> I pull it up like that, and you can see the gears turn around. Well, instantly, of course, the guy behind me starts to blow the horn. <laughs> yeah. and, and immediately the attendant, the gas the, you know, the guy in the, in the parking, says, come on, move it out, for God's sake, come on. The cop comes over, move it out. I, I, I can't get the car. First of all, I cannot get it out of second gear. I can't get it into first gear. I can't get it into that one. So I put the clutch in and I start, I ease the clutch out. It struggles, you know, and it moves forward in second gear. Well, here I am. I'm going in second gear. Thousands of cars. I'm out on the outer drive. Well, have you ever driven a car in second gear on the outer drive? So my kid brother says, wait, I'll, 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 get, I'll see if I can do something. He falls down on the floor. He comes in the front with a screwdriver and sticks it into the transmission and starts to shift the gears. It works. Well, Randy is on the floor and all the way home. See, we're, we're supposed to go to this elegant restaurant. He's down there shifting the gears with a screwdriver sticking out of the floor, see. Well, Alice Longnecker is very quiet. And Betty Schmidt is very quiet. My brother, he doesn't have time to be quiet. He's down there hollering, I think I got it in second. <laughs> I said, well, for God's sake, get it out of second. Put it in high. And the, wow, you hear the gears? It's chewing up the, you know, it's chewing up the, 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 the end of the, the end of the screwdriver. Well, we went all the way home, and this was a trip of 45 miles through traffic, shifting gears with a screwdriver. So if you think Tidwell driving his car backwards is something, you should have seen my kid brother shifting gears on 49 Ford with a 39 cent Sears Roebuck screwdriver. Wasn't easy. And by the way, we even got so good at it that we continued to do it for a week. <laughs> oh, life. Listening to Gene Shepard, author, raconteur, and commentator on the contemporary scene.